This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up and welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Ben Heisler, and my man, Fat Stacks Frankie, getting ready to get with you on a Tuesday. NFL Week 8 coming up, I believe is the case. Got some World Series action tonight. And that's really it as things are starting to slow down now. No more NBA, uh, Major League Baseball coming down to its final couple games. So kind of Ben just headed back to what we had this time of year, Major League Baseball. But last night, your Chicago Bears and my new favorite team to bet on, the Chicago Bears, Oh, they let me down. Yeah, they were, you weren't the only one. It, it felt like even though the Rams ended up being the public play, there were a lot of sharps that were all over Chicago, and the Bears just let them down. Flat out stunk it up. Nick Foles uh, had this big impassioned speech last week saying that, you know, everybody's buying into this together. Like, we support each other, and we trust each other, and this is the place that I'm supposed to be. And then all throughout the week, especially on Sunday, everybody that was making fun of the bears for, you know, not picking up Cam Newton after he had a terrible game on Sunday or not signing Andy Dalton after his two terrible weeks, people were thinking, Oh, maybe the fourth round pick for Nick Foles was worth it. And then the bears come out and put up an absolute stinker on the road. Listen, their, their defense is still elite. Like I don't don't care what anybody says when it comes to what we saw last night, they just had enough. They had enough of just watching their offense be completely incompetent over the course of the entire season to just say, you know what? We can only be on the field for so long. So you're right, Corey. Disappointing night. Uh, I know Frankie, uh, the Bears were were one of the Vegas Whisper Sharp plays last night. And and frankly, they should have been in this game. Their defense was good enough. They got a takeaway. If the Bears have any sort of competency on the offensive side of the ball, they cover that six points, no doubt. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I tend to agree with you. But I think that, you know, I don't know if it was the injury, but that, t- that team is a completely different defense. And it's, it's a completely different team when Khalil Mack is not firing on all cylinders. And it took literally three quarters or almost three full quarters, you know, sometime in the third quarter before Khalil Mack actually made an impactful play on the entire game. I don't know what team that was in the first half. They did not come to play. They were completely unprepared, both on the offensive side and the defensive side. I'm not sure if that back injury possibly was was bothering or hindering uh, Mac in the first half, but he seemed like he played more inspired football in the second half. But by that point, the game was already out of reach and it was out of hand. And I don't believe that the Bears were uh, – that was a true indicative showing of their defense. I do tend to agree that Bears defense is elite 
But last night for nearly three quarters of that game, they were far from elite because they looked like they were sleepwalking on both sides of the ball. And I don't understand really what the game plan was because it looked like they were playing right into um, the, you know, what the Rams really wanted them to do. I expected more short passing and quick passes like we saw Jimmy Garoppolo do the week before on Sunday Night Football. And we really didn't see that until like the late stages of the fourth quarter once the Rams went into kind of almost like a, a shell or a defensive prevent because yeah. they had such a big lead. But I, I'm surprised. I'm disappointed in uh, Nagy's uh, play calling in the first half. And I think the Sharps are, you know, they were a little bit shocked and surprised too because the Bears, you know, they really had nothing to, you know, they really came out with no effort and no intensity. And by halftime, that game, even though it was a seven-point game, it felt like the deficit was even larger. And before you knew it, that, that deficit grew and grew and grew to a point where the, you know, with Nick Foles and that offense, they can't fall behind double digits in games and be able to come back because they just simply don't have the firepower on offense to do that. Their defense has to keep them in games and they have to look to, you know, keep that game much closer. But that was a big, big disappointment. I, I will say this, though, really quickly, Corey, that what at that? least the Vegas Whispers information on the props was very solid last night, especially that Gerald Everett play. Like coming in, like this was a, a play that was announced uh, in the early part of the afternoon on Monday for anybody that's listening that wants to become an SI Pro member, uh, you can just join by going to si.com slash gambling. The information's right there. But over in the Discord chat, as well as posted over at si.com slash gambling, uh, that Gerald Everett play came out, and then several hours later, Tyler Higby, the starting Rams tight end, was announced out. So it was almost an automatic at that point that he would clear his over. So great information, Frankie, on that play. Yeah, it was. But unfortunately, you know, we did get a little bit, you know, the game flow hurt us last night because Nick Foles, as bad as he played, um, you know, unfortunately in that, uh, I guess, full pass mode in the in the last in the fourth quarter. And the fact that, you know, Hecker kept pinning the the Bears so far deep inside their own end. Yeah, it really was. It was, you know, game flow, game script, the punting, leaving large fields. And because of the prevent defense, you know, we really should have went two and one in those props and and I just and I completely agree that you know I think that the Gerald Everett prop was you know obviously a great prop but I was I think the sharps and the and the and you know the prognosticator a lot of the people were expecting that the uh Higby to actually play and if he did play they were expecting him to be limited and that would have helped the value as well but once he was ruled out that actually hurt uh, looking, you know, fading on their other play on going under, you know, under in terms of uh, their third wide receiver. And, and he all, all of a oh, sudden Reynolds. Was, yeah. Yeah. Reynolds. And he was, he became more, you know, inclusive into that game plan and he, he was targeted more. Listen, there's no way that anybody could have possibly have known, but that Higby, you know, being announced out actually hurt us because he was targeted more in the first half than Robert Woods and Cooper Cup combined. And I don't think anyone had that in game script or anything like that. But the Higby injury did hurt us from that perspective. But, you know, he still only finished with four catches and they were all virtually in that first first quarter practically, um, you know, and obviously, you know, it wasn't that far off to go under two and a half, but you know, the shops were all over props that if I had the choice of doing it again, I would have backed all three of those props heavily like I did last night. But you know, unfortunately game script does hurt us at times, especially with game, you know, game flow. Vegas weekend, Vegas whispers, excuse me, still had a solid weekend coming through the weekend, starting last Friday, going through Monday night football. So it's not like you're like, it's not like you're down. You still made plenty of money. So don't forget, like Ben said, S I, pro.com ben is there a ufc tomorrow night 
That's a really good question. I don't think so. I, I know that you know if you're a Discord member, you got. Yeah. I think it's the weekend, yeah. And and anybody that's on the uh, the Discord membership for SI Pro, they got an early play uh, from our our UFC insider Casey Olson, who I think went nine and one or maybe eight and one over his plays for UFC two fifty four. So a uh, good opportunity for anybody that's uh, looking at uh, the upcoming fight this weekend for UFC two fifty four to get a bit of a head start. Uh, unfortunately, I'm still waiting for that to come out on my book, but once it does, I will pounce on it uh, like a Chicago bear trying to pounce on a fumble uh, from Jared Goff last night on that Khalil Mack strip sack. And unfortunately it was just a little bit too late, but I am ready. I'm ready. I got the, the, everything lined up. It's still saved on my page, Corey. It's on my phone. Whatever I see it first, I'm ready to go ahead and play it. All right. So let's get into the big action tonight. Los Angeles Dodgers have a chance to wrap it up, knock out, knock out Tampa Bay Rays and bring home a world series championship. That means we get Laker Dodger championships this year. The Rams or the Chargers will not win, so you won't see L.A. sweep the uh, the championships this year. But guy that grew up in New York and in New York, well, I've never really been a New York sports fan, but as a New Yorker, it's just terrible to see how cities like L.A. and Tampa and even Chicago and Boston can get these championships. Well, not really Chicago, can get these championships. But New York, outside of the Yankees, is a barren place for championships. But nonetheless, that being said, the Los Angeles Dodgers have raised tonight. Frankie, me and Ben were talking before. And we like to raise a plus 120 tonight. Uh, it looks like that, you know, that's, you know, obviously a play that a lot of people are looking at because they're all looking to jump on that plus money. It's just so difficult right now for me to want to get in front of this Dodger train right now because that offense is just so dynamic and it can come at you in so many ways. And, you know, it looks like, you know, this Dodger lineup, if we look at them, you know, throughout the season, we see that once they face a pitcher one time, the second time around, they usually fare much better. And this lineup makes adjustments. It's because they have so many professional hitters in this lineup. But to be honest, guys, I mean, I actually believe where the value is in this game is actually on going over this total. I know that's going to shock some people because – you know, it, it could possibly be, but I don't know. There's been there's, there's been mixed signals um, right now. The Vegas Whisper Shops have not um, made an official play, but there are other respected groups right now uh, that I do get word of and that are respected here in Vegas, and I often do pay attention to what they're doing as well. Um, they're not the guys that we follow, but I'll be honest, guys, uh, one, of the, one of that group in that syndicate actually stepped out and bet the under eight in this game. So they're expecting maybe the Dodgers to struggle a little bit, and that would lend credence to your to the play that you guys are looking to back. Because if you're expecting Tampa Bay to win, that means that you're expecting Blake Snell to go out on the bump and you know dominate once again and, and pitch really well like he's done so far here in the playoffs. And if that's the case, if the Rays are going to win, then the under is probably a correlated play. Uh, Ben, Blake Snell and Tony Gosselin on the mound tonight, towing the slab. Like Frankie mentioned, that total is sitting at eight. Get in here and break this one down for me. I, I think we've seen that total pretty much be at eight. The whole series, the right? The series, yeah. right? It's been either seven and a half. It's been eight. Uh, and I and I think the over has hit in, in let's see, five? Uh, three, yeah, I think four out of five games so far with the under finally hitting back on Sunday when the Dodgers ended up beating the Rays 4-2. to two. Uh, Snell pitched really well last time out. I think took a no-hitter into the fifth uh, before giving up a couple runs, and then they, he ended up being taken out. And, and that's something that Kevin Cash, uh, the Rays manager, really hasn't had an issue doing in, in taking guys out, 
uh, you know, maybe before they really get through that third time in the order, they use their bullpen fairly effectively. Uh, so I, I think that makes sense based on what frankly, from what uh, what Frankie is saying. If you're looking for a bit of a correlated play, if you think Snell uh, pitches deep into this game, then yeah, it's likely a reflection that the under is going to hit. Um, and, and again, especially since you've seen this as a trend throughout the course of the series. But um, the other thing too is that Walker Bueller is available for for Game Seven. Like it's kind of that secret weapon uh, that they have waiting in the event, sort of break glass in case of an emergency. And I, I just wonder, too, about the Rays and, and their ability throughout this entire series, guys, to fight back and to just find and will themselves to some of the crazier wins that we've ever seen over the course of a World Series. So I, I do like them tonight at plus value. Um, I, I worry that Dave Roberts on the Dodgers side might tend to overmanage in this spot, especially with Tony Gonsolin going. That's not necessarily a guy that's going to go deep into this game. So I, I do think it makes sense here to go on the Rays at plus value. And uh, yeah, I suppose the over does make sense, especially especially if it ends up being a bullpen game. All right, we got some early line movement going down in the National Football League right now. Want to run a couple games past you guys, kind of get your thoughts on it. Obviously, we'll have the locked and loaded plays a little bit later on in the week. Frankie, let's start with the Tennessee Titans and the Cincinnati Bengals. If I'm not mistaken, this one right here opened up with the Titans as a four point let me see yes as a four point road favorite. DraftKings Sportsbook now has this as a Tennessee Titans lane in six. Yeah, and then some shops out here, there's some respected shops out here in Vegas. That line actually opened at three and a half last week here in Vegas. And you're right, there's been strong seam to the Tennessee Titans, and why not? Rightfully so. I mean, they were within, you know, a few plays of uh, beating and staying undefeated and beating the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers last week. And, you know, obviously there's been a lot of strong support uh, as well to the Cincinnati Bengals uh, because of the strong play of Joe Burrow. But I think he may struggle the way that he did against the Ravens when he went up against a team with a strong defense and a strong winning record overall and a, and a playoff caliber team when we saw the Ravens really take it to Joe Burrow uh, in, in that particular matchup a few weeks back. And I think there's been strong uh, support right now among betters who are willing to back Ryan Tannehill. And as we know, guys, when you go on the road and as the weather and the temperature starts to drop, teams start to play defense and they start to run the ball. And that's two things that the t- Tennessee Titans currently do very well, especially with Derrick Henry toting the rock. King Henry, as I, as a tweet said last week, it seems like he gets taller as the game goes on. Ben, what do you think about this one right here? I think this move is in, I think this money's moving in the right direction. I think so too. The fact that it's gone from three and a half to six makes a lot of sense. And the Titans are pissed off guys. They, they should have had an opportunity to tie the game. Steven Gostowski ended up missing oh, yet Lord. another field goal. Uh, screwed a lot of fantasy players that are still playing with kickers and also anybody that was on the side of the Titans like I was last week, considering that Ryan Tannehill has been so good over the course of his short Tennessee Titans career in playing in Nashville. And especially with how bad Ben Roethlisberger was in the second half, they really made it quite a game. Uh, But, you know, Cincinnati's got a bye coming up after this week. I could see a lot of the teams starting to look ahead. Uh, They're basically out of any sort of playoff contention in a really tough division. Uh, This kind of feels like the, you know, Cincinnati's just going to try and scrape by, make sure they don't get any more guys injured. Joe Mixon likely out again. Uh, You know, Burrow was really impressive against Cleveland, but, uh, you know, Tennessee's defense, they'll give up some chunk plays and Burrow may throw for a touchdown or two, but I I just don't like this matchup at all. I I think if anything, this really goes in favor of Tennessee. Derrick Henry will probably be one of the more popular options on DraftKings this week as far as daily fantasy goes. Uh, And it's going to open up a bunch of play action considering how bad the Bengals have been against 
against the run. So Let's- I like Tennessee quite a bit, and and I'm hoping I'll probably jump on them on the earlier side in case this line ends up moving any further because I'd rather not have to deal with the hook if it goes to six and a half or seven. I agree with you on that one. Let's get right back, Frankie, to that hellified NFC West Division where we got another interesting contest this week. San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks, if I'm not mistaken, were opened up as a four-point favorite, Frankie. Now the Seahawks are laying three according to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, there's been a little bit of strong support. Obviously, a lot of people are really, you know, listen, as we discuss here and we we try to get home every week here on the SI Gambling Podcast, is recency bias plays a strong yep. part in odds making, especially in NFL lines. And everyone was so highly impressed on that dominant performance by the 49ers last week as they totally dismantled a Patriots team that looked completely unorganized on both sides of the ball right now. And Cam Newton was a player that over in SI Fantasy, I gave as the top uh, drop player that you should be looking to get rid of last week. And unfortunately, you know, it's a correlated play this week. Now his favorite target or one of their top targets, their wide receiver one, Julian Edelman, lands on that list this week because Edelman can't seem to even find the end zone at all this season. Zero touchdowns and six games played. But I think that this is a line move that is all about the recency bias. But right now, guys, for myself, I can't possibly get in the way of – uh, Russell Wilson right now. I know, Corey, that's your guy right now. He's playing phenomenal football. He's probably easily the prohibitive favorite right now in the MVP bet- betting right now over at, Sport- at DraftKings Sportsbook. He is he is the guy right now that the offense is all running through, and he's just playing at an amazingly elite level. I, I actually believe that this, this could have been a letdown spot, as much as people might not want to believe that, if the Seattle Seahawks had not lost to the Arizona Cardinals, especially in the fashion that they did, um, you know, finding a way to possibly lose, but they didn't. And I don't think it's going to be a a letdown spot. I know that Arizona, you know, played well in that Sunday night game, but this, this is not a game right now, guys, that I see that the Seahawks will have a letdown spot. I actually believe that this line is moving in the wrong direction. And hopefully, I, I'm hoping that there'll be even more stronger support right now towards Jimmy Garoppolo in this game because I would love to be able to back Russell Wilson and the Hawks at home laying less than that full field goal. I'm 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 on board, Ben, with Frankie on this one. I think San Francisco had a like you like 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 Frank said, dominant performance against a New England Patriot team that really can't, can't play offense. I hammered that under, and thankfully it got home because the Patriots didn't help. You know what I'm saying? But with that right. being said. There's always a trap game out there every week. I got to think this number's moving down. People still uh, is everybody off the Seahawks? Are we are we in a society where is that? Are we where we're that that much of a hostage to the moment? I don't think so. I, you have to remember too that the 49ers have played much better defense the last few weeks, and they're still dealing with a lot of injuries, particularly in their front four, uh, especially with with some of the injuries that they've dealt with in the secondary, and, and they've really improved. Like the last couple of weeks, they looked they've looked terrific. Um, conversely though, like I'm looking at it from a different perspective and saying, okay, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's looked better the last few weeks, uh, with a strong running game going up against a Seattle team that has had to throw for multiple touchdowns in every game, deep touchdowns, deep possessions. The over right now, I think at DraftKings is sitting at what? 53 and a half, 54. 
are, are we what am I missing here as far as why we shouldn't be on the over in this game? There's these are two very competent offenses, and especially if Garoppolo has started to get himself back on track against a Seattle defense that has really been oh, bad all season long. Like they're they're a team like the Cowboys. You just target them Relax. when you're playing in DFS. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It may, maybe it's a bit of a cheap shot there, but I, I think both of these teams are gonna score. And I frankly I'm surprised that the the number for this game, the total uh, is lower than, you know, Vikings and Packers, which is at 54 and a half. Um, you know, Titans and Bengals is at 54 and a half. Like these are two very competent offenses that, yes, they do like to run the ball and that's going to take some time off the clock. And you know, Chris Carson may not be available for Seattle, but, you know, they're, they're going to be fine here. I think I'm leaning towards the over, especially if you can get it before it turns to 54 and a half. All right, there you go. Let's get up to that NFC North Frankie, I'm looking at right now on DraftKings Sportsbook, I'm looking at the Packers laying seven at home versus the Vikings. Where did this number open up in Vegas, if you know? Six and a half. Okay, that's what I thought it was. So, I like, let me tell you something. I know the Minnesota Vikings, bro. They don't do well in these games. No, they don't. You're right about that. And But the thing is, though, coming off the bye, are they more rested? And I'll be honest, Corey, I mean, as you alluded to, DraftKings right now, uh, you know, besides one other place here in Vegas, they're the only ones that have moved this line to, to a seven. seven. Everyone, exactly. Yeah, everywhere else is still six and a half right now. Uh, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit surprised by that as well because we really don't know uh, if Aaron Jones is going to be back in the lineup this week, and that could, you know, hinder this offense a little bit. You know, we saw that they became one-dimensional and they funneled all those passes right now. The only one that's really productive on that entire Green Bay uh, offense right now, especially from a fantasy perspective, is Devontae Adams. You know, Marquez Valdez Scantling, you know, has become missing in action. We've seen a complete regression from Robert Tanyan as well. He's uh, not putting up strong numbers in his last couple of games as well. So I don't know. I mean, Minnesota coming off that bye if they're rested, you know, and Dalvin Cook can, you know, grind some, you know, runs out here and keep the time of possession in their favor. I'm not so sure that I would be looking to, you know, not grab that seven if it is, Ooh. or if it even goes beyond that seven. As much as I, I despise Kirk, you know, Kirk Cousins, and I know that that was one of guys that you were behind. I'm relaxed. Because he just. <laughs> that was two months ago, Frankie. It's old yeah, stuff. People can change. Times can change. Oh, uh, listen, you can. What, what is it that Rocky said in Rocky? If you could change, I could change. Exactly. I've changed. Change. I've changed. Yeah. Trust me, I've yes. changed. Yes, I understand that. But I, I actually believe that this line is, you know, if it does go beyond seven and you get the hook, I actually might be looking to back the Minnesota Vikings. I'll be interested to see the line movement in this game right now. But this is not one of the games that I'll be targeting early for myself um, on my own personal plays. But I, I could see myself backing the Minnesota Vikings if this line were to move beyond that prime number of seven. It, they, they, the Packers own this team, Ben. I know, and I'm actually surprised that, that Frankie's play. And listen, I, I trust his sources. I trust his information. So now it has me thinking twice about it. But um, you have two teams that are going in, in vastly different directions. Minnesota's tanking this year. Like, let's let's not think twice about it. Like, they're at the point now where their their season is over. And, and they made the trade. Uh, they, they moved Yannick over back to Baltimore. They got a pick back in return. This year is about trying to have Kirk Cousins play well so that maybe they can eventually try to uh, hoodwink somebody else into taking that contract Won't off the books. To do that. 
It's going to be oh, incredibly tough. <laughs> Where's Adam Gates? Adam Gates' next landing spot. He'd be like, oh, Cousins, come on, yeah. I'll right. Yeah, Adam, I, I, can, I, I can fix Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I'm Adam Gates. I can Gates. fix Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> and quarter, quarterback whisper. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's rich. You suck. But I <laughs> – so, but I, I, again, it's a divisional game, and maybe there's an opportunity that, that Green Bay kind of takes Minnesota lightly here. But you're right. Like, this is not an ideal spot for them to be able to play. They're going to Green Bay, where Aaron Rodgers clearly understands how to be able to play in that type of weather. Vikings have been indoors for the last handful of years. Like, every everything, every fiber in my body is telling me that, that Green Bay, even at, at minus seven, just makes all the sense in the world here. But, you know, with, with Frankie going in and saying that maybe the Vikings is going to be the sharp side here, I, I'm starting to double guess it a little bit. A lot, of, a lot of division opponents meeting up this week. We got one going down at New Ever Stadium in Buffalo in Orchard Park, New York. Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. This one right here opened up with the Patriots as a four-point dog. Now on the DraftKings Sportsbook, Frankie, the Patriots are a three-and-a-half-point dog. Hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a little bit uh, misleading here. I'm not so sure that there's not hidden hidden uh, games here where this uh, the sports books are playing a little bit of trick on the betters. And you know, listen, I worked behind the counter. Like a I move. Yeah, it really is right now. But I'll, I'll listen, guys. I'm not buying into it. I know the Buffalo Bills did struggle and play down to the level of the New York Jets last week, but they had all the opportunities, including missed field goals and 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 terrible plays overall. And they just really weren't up for that Jet game. And they still found a way to win despite not scoring a touchdown in that game um, because that's just how bad the New York Jets are right now. Uh, but to me right now, there's only one play here and one play only. This, I believe, is going to be possibly a statement game. As we know, I shared with all of the SI gambling uh, community over the summer that the Sharps were all over the Buffalo Bills, not only in this in over their season win total, but they also backed them. One of their sharp plays and one of their biggest preseason plays was on the Buffalo Bills to win the division at sizable plus odds. And a lot of people came back at me and said, really? You know, Cam Newton they have now? This play makes no sense. New England's always the class. Bill Belichick will always be the class. Well, I see that. I, I think we're seeing that the Sharps, once again, are correct, as I believe the Buffalo Bills now have a two-game lead in the division to win the AFC crown and take that reigning Super supremacy away from the New England Patriots. And I think that that extends this week. I think this actually could be a statement game. I think I'm, I'm actually looking for Josh Allen and this defense to really be pumped up and really stick it to a struggling New England Patriots team that looks discombobulated on all ends of the field, especially on the offensive end. And guys, I would not be surprised if we do not see Cam Newton riding the pine at some point once again in this game for the second consecutive week. I think uh, Jared Stidham time is uh, will be here shortly. Um, ben. Not only do I like Buffalo, this total is sitting at 43 and a half. I like over. And I know New England can't score, but I like over because I think Buffalo roughed them up this week. They should, right? Every indication would, would say that the Patriots' defense is um, in, in a bit of disarray right now. There have been reports that Stephon Gilmore might be on the trade market. So, like, at that point, if you're New England, you know, I'm not sure what incentive you really have left. Like, is, is it trying to figure out whether or not Cam Newton eventually could be your answer moving forward? Or are they no. going to start the process of – right. I, I mean, I don't I, – I, I will say I thought they found themselves a, a total bargain and a great play in the early part of the season. But Cam doesn't appear to be healthy right now. And, and Buffalo needs to get themselves – 
back on track. They they did not look the way that I think a lot of us expected against the Jets going down at halftime. Uh, but the defense looked to be much better in the second half, and I do think they'll rough them up a little bit as well. Ah, you, you know, it's always New England, and it's still Bill Belichick. And I know that the last couple of weeks for any batters that jumped on board, um, you know, they had their wallets feel a little bit lighter. But this feels like an opportunity, especially for Buffalo at home over the course of, you know, how many years trying to get past New England for all these different teams um, in, in the AFC, in the, over in, the, uh, in, in this division, the AFC East, to finally overtake New England. Buffalo gets them at home. Uh, Josh Allen has an opportunity to right the ship a little bit. And so I, I think this is a great opportunity moving forward. So I do like Buffalo in this matchup. Yeah. Corey, if I, if, if I may just real quick too, I also want I, I, I would be, I wouldn't be a good friend if I didn't tell you that there is a group, uh, a syndicate that I am starting to refer to now as the undertakers and they are out in force. Once again, after going eight, six and one to the under last week in all NFL games, guys, we know that the first five weeks of the NFL season, all the games seem like they were theoretically going over over the total in every single game. But Corey, be careful because one of the games that they've actually targeted is the Buffalo New England game, which opened at 45 and is now down to 43. And guys, I just want to highlight three other games that the Undertakers are also looking to target. Carolina, Atlanta, which opened at 51 here in Vegas, now down to 49. The Rams, Miami as well, opened at 49, now down to 46. And the Pittsburgh, Baltimore, you know, a big monster clash where a lot of people are probably expecting Lamar Jackson and possibly that, you know, Ben Roethlisberger to get in a shootout. Be very careful right now, guys. This line also opened at 49, and the Undertakers were all over the under. And this line has been steamed all the way down to 46 and a half. Good stuff right there, Frankie. Good stuff. Listen, we got plenty of the rest, plenty, plenty more week to go before we get to Vegas Whispers. And now the Undertaker plays for the weekend, right? So we're going to put it on pause. We're going to get ready to get out of here. Good luck, everybody, tonight in the World Series. If anything comes through on the Vegas Whisper side for this game tonight, you'll be right there in the SI gambling community, the SI pro gambling community, and in the Discord uh, chat. That's for people who are members of the community. Sign up for SI Fantasy Pro, excuse me, SI Pro, and that's how you get down with that. All right, so we got that covered. Good luck to everybody tonight. As we Let's listen, take a couple days, catch your breath, because when Thursday gets back, then we're gonna to try to get hot and roll through again with the NCAA, with the NHN, with the NFL, with uh the United Fighting Championship, and so on and so forth. So for the homies, for my man Frankie and for Ben, it's Corey Parson, the fantasy executive SI gambling. We are out. <laughs>